I've been known. People are like, you are a machine. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and there's a part of me that's like, oh, yeah, I'm a machine. I'm a machine. And it was like, and this, and it's so backwards how as men we can have our egos inflated when we're compared to non-human things. Why do I want to be a machine? I don't want to be a machine. Machines don't have empathy or compassion or sensitivity. Machines can't enjoy sex. Machines don't laugh. Why, why does that inflate my ego and make me puff out my chest? What am I comparing myself to? What is the basis for which we are judging in the standard that we have set for each other? And so, um, so this idea of being such an overachiever and accomplishing all these goals, that's when I realized that it was a trauma, it was a trauma response and it was a desperate, it was a desperate plea to be valued. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Justin Baldoni. Uh, he's an actor, director, producer, entrepreneur. I mean, just look, the guy's famous. How about that? We just put it like that. And I want to tell you that, you know, in this podcast, we don't really talk about people's resumes too much and their their long list of accomplishments. But let me just tell you that um, I was I was freaking out. Like I was, I was, I was freaking out. I, I felt, um, I felt really nervous. I felt nervous, and and not to mention just feeling nervous. Um, we had tech issues like in the beginning. So I'm on the screen. The tech thing is happening. I'm having a freak out internally, but I'm keeping this smile on because I got a, I got good masks. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's gonna work. And, and I had to leave from one thing to another thing. And when I closed the screen. In my office right here, I started yelling. Like I started like, what the heck is good? I was, I, I lost my mind for 20 seconds until I log, logged into the other thing. Um, and I, and I want to tell you like in the moment when I was thinking about this book and I was thinking about this book that Justin wrote uh, called Man Enough, um, Undefining My Masculinity. Like I was trying to like show up strong. Like I was trying to like, this is a great opportunity for not only me, for Ever Forward, for this podcast. Like it was an amazing opportunity for us to really grow. And I felt like I was messing it up. Like I did the best I could, but in my mind, I was messing it up. And actually, if, if I was using more graphic language, it was jacked up. Like it can get more graphic, but I'm just, that's all I got right now. And I remember a story like when Justin in his book talks about growing up and all the pressures of masculinity and manhood. I remember when I was in middle school, um, I, I in ninth grade, which was middle school for me back then, um, I was really good in math. So algebra was like, like candy, you know, it was like easy. Like I did the work and then I was just sitting in the back and chat with the other kids who really didn't do much work or didn't care about the work too much. So I had a way of being able to get the work done and then the teacher would be on my back and I'd be like, I already did the work, you know, and he'd be like, there's no way you finish that fast. I'm like, here. And then I was a little arrogant around that too. But the story I want to tell you is that algebra class was where I learned probably more about sex than in any sex ed class ever. Like, it, it was almost ridiculous how much the students in my algebra class talked about sex and not about algebra. I don't remember us ever really having too many conversations about algebra or Pythagoras or any other 
math person, but we talked about probably every potential partner or conquest of middle school. Now, everything was fine while they talked about it because I wasn't having sex in middle school. Now, everybody apparently in that circle in the back of the room was, but um, everything was fine until they started like turning their attention to me. They'd be like, because I was I was in the conversation laughing and giggling, not adding any value, but just really just a, a, a consumer of all of this knowledge that they were throwing out every Monday morning because everyone had to tell about their weekend conquests. And I remember one day the attention turned to me and they were like, Shanti, what, what are you laughing about? You, you don't know nothing about this. And oh, I felt I felt the pressure kicking in. I felt like my body, like leaving my skin and looking at myself like, oh, what am I have to do? <laughs> what am I going to say? I guess I'm going to have to lie. Right. And so 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 the the attention turned to me. They're like, oh, you, you don't know nothing about this. Now, you can't as a middle school kid say, yeah, you're right. I have nothing, no idea what any of you think you're talking about. <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, you. The probably the most honest thing to do would be do that, but you can't do that. So I basically said, what's talking about? Of course I know what all this you talking about is. And then you had to have the one who needed to like go even deeper. Well, then why don't you tell us about something? And I'm like, God, why don't you ask me about some algebra? I could tell you about algebra, you know? And I felt that moment of pressure, and it's very different than in this podcast, but what I felt was the pressure of having to perform. And as I'm trying to get the, the tech right and the sound right and all the lights right and all the things right, I just felt like everyone was like looking at me, right? And I just kept smiling, like I had it all together. And you know, Justin, when we first started the conversation, he said, Ashanti, how you doing right now? <laughs> and, and this is called the Taking Off the Mask podcast. And I was literally going to not even talk about the fact that in my body still was tense, was tension. I was feeling it. Uh, but it was such a beautiful way to start the conversation, to, to get mask off of the mask off. Because even when I take the mask off, there are still masks. I know that. Maybe you know that, too. And so today, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I'm so thankful for Justin for being in the conversation, for patience and for, you know, supporting the work that we're doing and the work that he's doing around supporting men and boys around being more our authentic selves. If you have not seen the book, Man Enough, Undefining My Masculinity, um, um, I've completed it and I, I highly encourage it. And I think it's a conversation that we are going to continue having from now into the future. So please enjoy today's episode. We thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. And please share it with somebody who you think can learn from this conversation, who needs to have a space to take off those extra layers of masks of pretending that they have it all figured out. I think we need more of that today. Thank you so much. Please enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Justin Baldoni. I, I'm so glad to have you here, Justin. Welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, for having me, man. How are you feeling right now, Ashanti? <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. Oh, how are you? Man. How are you? And right this moment, if you did a body scan, oh. how are you feeling? I mean, this is this is hilarious, right? We're talking about the taking off the mask podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
how am I just going to like, like, so, so just so everyone knows contextually wise, there was some technology issues. As you can imagine, we're in this new world of zooming and connecting and we had some tech issues and I am, uh, I, I got a good mask, you know, I, I've, I've worked, I've worked in these masks since I was a little boy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so smile is just what I've been taught to do really well. Just to like, make but let's it go. take off. Let's take off that mask. Were you feeling anxious a second ago? We feel oh, a little I, anxious. Oh, oh, I was feeling. I was feeling stressed, anxious. I was uh, feeling. I was feeling embarrassed. I, I think I was feeling. I, I think um, on my side, like when I got to turn my camera off and I was resetting, I was anger showed up, but it was mm. trying to like navigate the the embarrassment because I was taught that what does embarrassment look like? Well, I don't know. You just turned it into anger. I I, I got really good at. So I, I I had a vent session for myself, like even just before well, while things were falling apart. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, it was it was loud in here. Loud in- <laughs> I love it. Man. Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. Right. We're doing take off your mask and we have these te- technical difficulties. And you and look, brother, you were so calm and collected. But we're all men. I know what's going on behind behind those eyes there. And oh, uh, and I. And I and I just want to acknowledge you for first of all, like keeping your cool, but also for being willing to say like, oh wow, you were embarrassed. Yeah. But I just want to say on my side, I don't think we should be embarrassed when things out of our control happen. Mm. I don't like, and this this is this time this goes back to masculinity. Like, yeah. how is it that we can feel like we're failing or we're embarrassed or we're ashamed? when things outside of our control cause problems. It's not like you're uh, like, can you control the internet, Ashanti? No, it's like, no. no, but there's a part inside of you, there's a part inside of all of us that feel like yeah. as men, we need to be in control. Even if that means we're trying to control situations that like nobody could control. We could have had the best right. IT guy that Elon Musk has at Tesla, <laughs> on this call with us and he would have been like i don't know what to do so so like <laughs> i just want to just just acknowledge those feelings but also oh, for anybody man. listening guys let's have a little more love and compassion for ourselves here like yeah. like we can't do everything we don't have to be everything and if somebody's embarrassed or if if i was like you know some asshole on the other end that was like oh who the fuck are these guys and whatever that's on me you should just kick my ass off the podcast. That's not on you, man. That doesn't reflect on you. And, and, I, and I'm using you, Ashanti, for any of our listeners out there who yeah. have been in situations that are beyond our control. Yeah. Let's take a breath. Let's give ourselves some love and compassion. Let's yeah. take off these damn masks. And let's call out our feelings so they don't come out later on our spouses. Yeah. And, 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 and even more so around that, even, I mean, that's a very powerful statement you just said. And I think, so thank you for that. First, let me thank you for that. Because I think... What I feel on this side is, okay, Ashanti, your podcast is one year old. You have an amazing opportunity to interview someone or talk to someone who has an amazing opportunity to grow as an organization, and then you drop it. It's almost like being kind but of you like, didn't hey, drop it, well, but you didn't drop it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You, how did you drop it? You were prepared. You had your, you had uh, your guy, uh, your tech guy with you. He was recording. Everything was great. How did you drop it? That's the thing. That's our self-talk. That's right. We blame everything on ourselves. We shoulder the burden. That's what we're taught. Like take responsibility. We're like, how did you drop it? No, man, you showed up just as you were perfectly. Some things God controls, some things you can control. 
I mean, everything God controls really, but there's some yeah. things that are just tested are not yours. That's right. Not your, not yours to carry. So yeah. that's all I'm talking about is just let's be kinder to ourselves. Yeah. And that's a lesson I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I think I, I don't, I think it's a lesson I've learned in adulthood. I think when I was yeah. younger, it's all about your doing. It's not about your being not just, okay, you know what? It's okay. It's going to work out. It was always like, yeah. why didn't this happen? Why didn't you do this? And I think that, those are the lessons I think I see a lot of young people and definitely all young men grew up with was like, yeah. I'm, I'm not enough. Right. And I think that you, you, you point that out really well in the book. Like I'm not enough because yeah. I didn't, I messed that thing up. And I think that that's, that is those patterns take a long time to, un, to undo. I think oh, yeah. we'll they, be undoing they, those patterns our entire lives. Yeah. Man, you yeah. know what they should do? They should just reclassify humans. We should be, uh, <laughs> we should just, we should have human beings and human doings and the human doings should all go live on another freaking planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the question is what, what happens if a human doing uh, raises a human being? <laughs> they got to you gotta send them off. Like, yeah, you're, the you're, human you're... being, if a human being raises a human doing, the human, the, the, the child ends up becoming a human doing. That's the problem. That's right. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. 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 Got it. I right. think we all we all just want to be when we're babies. We just we're just we there. Are. We look for love, attention, care, and then people are like, "No, I can't. You're too big. I can't pick you up anymore. You too. No, boys don't do that. You got to do this other thing." And we begin to sh- put people yeah. into their boxes, right? Put exactly. Them into their little, which is what what I see happening in schools a lot of time, right? Where schools are this this factory designed to 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 process people through education. Love that you said factory. That's the way I described it in my book is like the little factories is what we're doing with school. It's like little factories. I saw a post recently that was, uh, it was like comparing various things from like the last hundred years. Um, and it was like, look at this picture and tell me something that hasn't changed. And it was a picture of kids in school a hundred years ago and today yep. all sitting down with their books open at their desks, looking up at a teacher. Yep. It's just, it's all broken, man. I didn't learn that way. I'm actually adapting my uh, my book um, to uh, to a middle grade book. So we're actually calling it Boys Will Be Human with boys crossed out. So it's a play on boys will be boys. It's boys will be human. And in that, I go, I go pretty deep in the first couple chapters of just how broken the school system was for me and all the different types of intelligences that exist or smarts, as I call them in the book, yeah. um, that exist that we're not taught at an early age and we're just kind of forced to learn a certain way, forced to do, forced to be these performers, these test takers, all this stuff. That's just, that doesn't apply to life. Yeah. yeah. None of that applies to life. Where's emotional intelligence? Where's EQ right in our yeah. school system? Yeah. You know, where's yoga and meditation teaching us all the things we're going to eventually have to learn when we get older. Right. You took, you, you took a breath before we started this podcast. Well, they didn't teach you that in school. <laughs> they didn't teach you that in school. You had to no. take a breath because breath because you knew you were like, oh, I'm feeling a lot of stuff. All right, let's center ourselves. Um, yeah. But if you think about it, man. Also, what I love is you know what happened has happened and couldn't have happened any other way. And if you just think about the way this podcast started, yeah. oh, what a better conversation, man. It's not just hypothetical let's get vulnerable like you get vulnerable and it's great <laughs> and i wonder you know for, for you being on the other on that side meaning you as a as a, a writer as an actor as, as a professional you've been on i mean i've seen lots of your interviews and i imagine i have like, a podcast right oh you are yeah oh, see? yeah and so I, i'm I, like I'm, I'm like right there with you well i tell ryan all the time i said you see that background look at that setting look at that set look at that table look at that amazing table right there 
Oh, this is a tiny house, actually. No, 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 no. At, no, at your uh, at your studio. Oh, my studio. Project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, right. And I think that what I, what I and I think about when you talk about middle school. I think about what I even think about when you know, see your podcast. I am I I'm a professional comparer. Mm-hmm. Like I'm oh, really all good are. at comparing and being like, I'm never gonna have a backdrop like that. I'm never gonna, you know, I, I it's it's it's, compa- it's not it's not healthy. But I've learned yeah. that when I see it, I have to like stop it. Like Shanti, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where's that voice coming from, man? Why do you know? There's a lot. I think there's a lot of factors that play into that. Um, And also, look, let's. I think the elephant in the room when you're talking about this, the two of us and your comparison is like, you have a very different history than I do, especially here in this country and with your ancestors. Yeah. And uh, and so there's, I think that's probably built in in many ways to your DNA. And with me, it's learned. It's it's masculinity from generations that have taught me to do the same thing. Why? Because the way the patriarchy works is that it rewards those that yield the highest productivity. It rewards the most successful. It rewards the biggest backdrops, right? And so you got to look at the baseline to what we're comparing. If the baseline was content and what's in, in the content, then you would have nothing to compare That's right. with. But the baseline is the illusion of success and money. Right. So therefore, right. somebody's set being bigger or nicer. Yeah. Well, the content could be dog shit. <laughs> but there's a part of you that'd be like, oh man, I still got I'm not there. I got to get there. Even though you're you're churning out way better content than Joe Rogan or whoever's got a big set. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the it's it's that baseline of that thing we're trying to compare ourselves to, which right. is the illusion in itself. That's right. That's right. And in the devices that our teenagers are in, definitely even at earliest middle school, 11 years old, they're all day long comparing, right? All day long. They, they, all day long. Not to the people around you, but all the people who you think are doing better. And I tell students, listen, you're comparing their highlight reel to your behind the scenes story. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know what's happening behind the scenes with them. Highlight reel is exactly what it is, brother. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the highlight reel of our lives. And, uh, but, but also, I mean, that's capitalism too. I mean, we are, the entire system is set up in a way to make us feel not good enough and obsolete if we don't have that new thing. That's right. That's right. Right. And that also, that's also with jobs. That's also with relationships. I mean, look at freaking online dating. Look at Tinder. (laughs) Look at the, like we've brought capitalism into relationships and dating. Now it's like you're swiping. Well, well okay, I'm going to keep going. I might get something better. You know, I'm going to match with this one, but maybe there might be, you know, this is a nine. She's got everything I want, but there might be a 10. Uh, I can't commit to you right now because you know what? Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to get off. I'm not going to get off Tinder. You know, I just, just in case, yeah. right? It's like everything is the grass is greener. Everything is, is there a newer model? Everything is about comparison. As we know, comparison, comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. And it's so true. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, when we think about masks of men, like you, as you talk to so many men around now that are, are yeah. in this book and just since your, your TED talk, I think as we think about our mask and, and have you, did you make a mask? Did you make a mask? Oh, listen, I, I followed the directions. <laughs> at first I was like, at first I was like, this dude's giving me homework. I'm like, I just, I hated school. I'm like, I got to do homework oh, to be on this podcast. Oh, man. And then I was like, all right. I'm like, all right, put my ego aside. I can do oh, this homework. Man. I can do this homework. So I have my 
mask here. I even, I even, I didn't fold it. I cut it out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pretend like I'm in school. I'm going to make, if I'm going to make a mask, I'm going to make a damn good mask. <laughs> or, or, or ima- imagine that right there, right? Like for, w- before you even talk about that part, how, w- how was that for you? Like to, you, you, you talk about your mask all the time. I think it's, well, it, what I hear you talk about thing, you talk about the things that most people don't usually talk about. Yeah. Right. And so was that easy for you? The, 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 the task? Mask? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, 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 what wasn't easy for me was the resistance I had to doing it. Mm. See, my issue is always, I, I have an issue. I have, my resistance kicks in with starting a task because there's so much happening. It's like, Oh shit, I got to print this out. I got to do it. So that's where my resistance comes in. Cause I'm trying to make my life as efficient as possible. Cause you know, as you know, you're not the only podcast I'm doing today. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I have a family and I still have to take care of myself. And if I don't take care of myself, then there's a whole nother issue right? That yeah. pops up. So for me, it's always like, what are the little areas that I can be as efficient as possible? in? and then this wasn't a podcast I could just show up to. I had, I had homework, even if it was 30 seconds, I had homework. So that's where my resistance was when I sat down and I'm like, what are my masks? It's like, Oh, this is fun. I can do this all day long. This is what my life is. Um, and then, uh, and there's a whole lot more. I, I could have, I could have had 20 of them on each side, but, but, you know, you asked for three on one of them. I, on the front of the mask, I put four. I had to stop myself. <laughs> well, it's good. Cause I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm thank you. I, the reason I asked that is because I think in the work that we do is talking to students and young people, the campaign is for everyone. The people who make masks yeah. are from all over the world, but what we find sometimes people is like this idea of when do you get a chance to be yourself reflective? Like oftentimes yeah. if we're, out operating we're just doing what we need to do to keep things moving like you just said right and then yeah. when do we when do we when do we take a moment to yeah. think about what's happening behind and i think that the message you're talking to men about is what are those messages that are we're holding back and things we don't really want to be holding back yeah. that we're when do, we, when do we stop from being human doings to human beings to human beings yeah yeah you said well, it really well well I, I thank you thank you for like like presencing uh you know what was in the room and uh i was i was trying to, i was i'm telling you i was just gonna put the Oh, yeah. Smile on, right? There, there's this one wrestler uh, called uh, Mil Mascaras. Mil Mascaras is a, a Mexican lucha libre wrestler, and he has a thousand masks. It stands for a thousand masks. And he basically he would come to the ring. Everyone knows his main mask, and then sometimes he would come to the ring and he would come to, as a, a different character. This is one of his other characters. Oh, no. This is Tibur. It's called Tiburon. It's a shark, right? So. He would come out as this, and people were like, "Who is this new wrestler?" And then he would peel that one off, and it would be the Mil Mascaras, right? And it's kind of like this idea of these characters that we have to put mm-hmm. on that that says, like, "How can I be? How can I sit here and say, hey, welcome to Taking Off the Mask podcast?'" And in my mind is like, "Ashanti, don't mess this up. Ashanti, you're about to you're about to f yeah. this thing up." Like, and it's yeah. like, and, and there's a messaging, and so just even naming it just says, "Oh, you know what? Yeah. What, what are we doing? This the reason we create this podcast is show men all over the world that." we are so much more alike than we are different, but yeah. we often use the outside as our judge, right? And therefore, we- You're we, speaking we, my language, my man. You, you, I agree a thousand percent with everything you're saying. That's why I wanted to be on, on your show. Well, I'm um, thinking- we're, 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 you're, you're doing really, really important work and we need all hands on deck. Thank you. Well, do you want to go first? You, as a guest, you decide. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? We'll do the front and then we'll do the back. Sure, I'll go first, man. Okay. I'll go first. So, uh, okay, here's here's my um, hold on, here's my front. I drew my long hair. 
Although I look, I look a little bit more like Michael Jackson than I do myself. Uh, so I put uh, the front of the mask is hardworking, creative, loving, and sensitive. Um, and now here's the thing. Sometimes our masks can also be who we are. Right. But um, I chose to think about what am I, what do I intentionally show? And, and a mask can also be, you know, look, I'm intentionally showing my sensitivity um, because I don't think enough men do, but it's also a part of my mask. It's a, it's part of the tapestry, right? Um, I'm loving and I'm showing my love because I don't think we show that enough as men, but I've also relied on that in my life as a part of my mask. And I just think it's okay. I think that we got to be mindful of when we're talking about masks, some of these traits that we're showing are also who we are. Yeah. And we don't want to say, take off your mask and get rid of that trait, right? Like right. I'm a hard worker. I show the world I'm hardworking. Great. Why do I do that? Because it's the trauma response. Because when I was a young child, being hardworking was how I earned love. Mm. Being, uh, achieving goals, um, being known or recognized for excellence, right? That's how we earn love. So, so a lot of my hardworking-ness, yeah. um, if you will, work addiction, whatever you want to call it, is really a trauma response and a deeper desire and a longing for me to have someone like yourself tell me how great I am or that I'm valued. That said, I would be a hard worker if I didn't have a mask because I also have a deeper belief that I need to be and want to be of service to humanity. Yeah. The difference is where is the hard working from the mask coming from? Yeah. And where is my innate hard working coming from? Right. And that's the thing about masks. Yeah. And that's what I want to make sure men know is when we talk about masks, we're not saying take your mask off. That's not who you are. You're bullshit. Yeah. We're saying yeah. like, ask yourself why. Right. And the book, I talk about the why ladder. Why do you show that part of yourself and hide and conceal the other parts? Right. right. What is that? And if you are really hardworking, great. But what's your reason for it? What is that? And so long as you know that, so long as you know your why, there's nothing wrong with it. And you can integrate it and it can be a part of your personality. It doesn't have to be a mask. Ooh. All right. Uh, back of my mask. Oh, um, let, 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 you want you want to do, you want to do back first, and what me to do front? Oh, first? oh, sorry, I, I didn't know the rules. You do, oh, no, you no, do, no. You, no, please, you do your front first. Okay, we do first. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, sorry, right, here's uh, here's what I drew. I drew like a uh, hiding behind this wall. Like I was thinking about your book too, the the half of the face. But oh, that's I, dope. I love that. So I wrote uh, passionate, dedicated, and caring, and um, and I think that when you talk about hardworking, normally I use, I write hardworking and I've been trying to like find new words. Cause I've, I found myself getting into habits of writing hardworking. Cause I, I, that's something I gladly and want people to see. And when you, yeah. and something where I'm passionate, I think it being passionate about this work, being passionate about what I needed as a teenager, what I didn't get, what I'm trying to create for young people around the world is yeah. around this passion of like, why couldn't we be more ourselves? Why, why do I have to keep pretending and faking it? And I think when you talked about the balance between, I would already be a hardworking person, but I probably would rest probably more. more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd probably be like, yeah, I've, I've already worked 15 hours today. Maybe I should, it's okay for me to have dinner and not pick up the computer again, as opposed to like, okay, I'm gonna make dinner. I'm gonna go sit down, I'm gonna finish it quick. Yeah. Then I'm gonna go do some more work. 
because no one's telling me to do it. It's not even, it's what I think people would think if they saw me resting too much. I mean, I even yeah. to the point of like trying to take a picture on vacation. But like, Ashanti, like, that's, that's so deep, brother. It's so deep. It that's is. also, you, that's also, and I have the same issue, but it's got to be different in you. Yeah. That's also, I believe, absolutely tied to, to systemic racism in this country. Absolutely. You folks that look like you have never been allowed to, to, to rest. Yeah. Yeah. What happened if you rested? What happened to your grand, great grandfather if, you, if he rested? Bad news. Bad, Bad news. news. Have you heard of the nap ministry? I, I have. Wait, on Instagram? Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I just, I, I just, it's just something. It's just like, I feel that so much. Just this idea that, like, oh man, just take a damn nap. Why can't we just let ourselves take a damn nap? <laughs> that would be so I think there's that you remember that song recently that went viral the woman's like I'm going to sleep she's like she just started singing I'm going to sleep or something like that <laughs> over and over again I'm going I'm going to lay down I'm going to lay down she's like singing I'm going to lay down like over and over again and it was like people were like that would sound so nice right and I think you know um there's a professor here in San Francisco called uh, Sean Ginwright and he talks about this idea of radical self-care and mm-hmm. why why is it so hard for even for activists, people who do this work and trying to help people? Yeah. Why is it in, in this world? It feels good to be like, man, I'm so exhausted. Like, I'm so why I'm so tired. Right. I am right? So, like it's the badge of almost honor to be like, what if you what, what, what if you go to an activist group and be like, you know what? I slept eight hours last night. I feel so rested. They all like, look at you and say you weren't doing enough. <laughs> you're a lazy bum. How dare you? Right. People are, people are dying on the streets. <laughs> how you what we don't realize is we don't realize is like how in the Baha'i faith, we have this uh, Abdul Baha in the Baha'i faith. I was raised in the Baha'i faith. Yeah. Abdul Baha talks about the reason we sleep. Mm. And he says, sleep so that you can serve. Eat so that you can serve. Right. Rest so that you can serve. Pray that so you can serve. It's all about service. If we're not taking care of ourselves, yeah, yeah. If we're not resting, how can we be any good for anybody else? That's right. That's how right. can you be? How can you be a true activism, yeah. or how can you be a true activist? Yeah. If you can't activist activate for yourself, if you there can't rest for yourself, there it is. And I think that's what we I love that, man. I'm so happy you brought that. I'm so happy you brought that up. Radical. What? What was oh, radical ra- self care? Radical self care. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you. And so, yeah, that's that's the front. And then caring. I think sometimes because I am oftentimes so like go, go, go. I think caring um, I, people who know me know I'm very caring, but I'm high. I'm intense and I'm like, we got to get stuff done. So I'm sometimes the smile goes away. Right. Because the smile, my lips, if, I'm, if, you just, if I just look normal, I'm not smiling. Like, that's just my normal look. So smiling requires me to like, I, I put on the smile. When I say I put it on, I, I make myself smile because my normal demeanor is just, it doesn't, my lips are not in a smile form. Yeah. And then in my community growing up, if you mug people, who you mugging? Who you looking at? Like it was a danger to be just looking plain and normal. So I had to like wow. disarm people by always being like, mm. I, I'm, I'm not wow. looking at you. I'm not looking at you in a negative way, you know? And also like you walk through the world, you're a threat. So you got to disarm people. Get disarm That's a, people. a lot of, a lot of my closest friends who are black have told me like, 
it's, it's, there's a lot of masks that they've had to put on just in their everyday life that I don't have to put on just to get by and not get assaulted or pulled over or shot or you name it. Right. So (laughs) one of my buddies calls it his, his, uh, his costume. It's his like superhero, you know, black man costume. He puts it on so that he's not a threat (laughs) to to anybody at the grocery store or crossing the street. And it's, uh, you know, and there's some necessary masks. And uh, I'm so sorry that you've had to put that on, man. No, thank you. I like the idea of costume. And that's what we're talking about, these masks, right? Like, where do we get a place to take it off? Right. So it's good that he gets to, like, talk to you and, like, take it off a little bit and get more. Oh, okay, okay. I don't have to be sitting here pretending like I'm smiling for no reason just because I get to just be right. Yeah. Oh man. All right. We're we're, awesome. we're we're gonna jump into the back and then we're we're yeah. Back of the mask. I threw uh I threw down um anxiety, self doubt, and shame. Um, they're all linked together, but anxiety, self doubt, and shame, and these are things that um I don't think. First of all, I was never taught growing up. I was allowed to feel any of them. So, you know, as, uh, as bell hooks, right. You know, when we're young boys and we engage in that act of soul murder, that psychic act of self mutilation, one of the things that we are killing off are these feelings, right? Anything like, so you can't, you can't have anxiety. You can't have self doubt. You can't be insecure. You can't have, or shouldn't feel shame. Mm. we shouldn't feel remorse or regret for our actions. We should just like move on. Um, yeah. And so for me, I, I wasn't until I would say, honestly, the last year that I recognized I had anxiety and how that was manifesting in my body because I was so numb after so many years of, of that psychic act of self mutilation, that anxiety was showing up in other ways. It was my body who's been screaming at me, but I've been ignoring it. Mm. I'm like, I, you know, and, and like you said earlier, like I've been known people are like, you are a machine. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and there's a part of me that's like, oh yeah, I'm a machine. I'm a machine. And it was like, and this, and it's so backwards how as men, we can have our egos inflated when we're compared do non-human things. Why do I want to be a machine? I don't want to be a machine. Machines don't have empathy or compassion or sensitivity. Machines can't enjoy sex. Machines don't laugh. Why, why does that inflate my ego and make me puff out my chest? What am I comparing myself to? What is the basis for which we are judging in the standard that we have set for each other? And yeah. so, um, so this idea of being such an overachiever and accomplishing all these goals, that's when I realized that it was a trauma, it was a trauma response and it was a desperate, it was a desperate plea to be valued. And, um, and so my anxiety I had to recognize was showing up in other areas. It's showing up in muscle injuries and, and, and muscle tears. And, uh, and sometimes I have a, I can't take a full breath and I'm like, Oh, whatever, you know, no big deal. And I move forward and I'm like, Oh no, that's my body telling me something. I can't take a full breath because what is my body telling me? And then I have to go into my body. And that's part of the healing work that I'm doing right now is really a lot of somatic awareness um, going into my body. And then self-doubt, there's no space for that because as men, we're not allowed to have self-doubt. As men, we have to be leaders. If I, I was taught growing 
that if I doubt myself, then everyone's going to doubt themselves and no one's going to follow me. But why do I need to be a leader? If everybody's a freaking leader, who's following? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. What does it mean? If everybody's an alpha, what? Then we're just all bullying each other. And this is a terrible, terrible, terrible system. As my friend Liz Plank says, it's a pyramid scheme. Masculinity is a pyramid (laughs) scheme. And the people at the top are all going to go to jail eventually anyways. So uh, it's just because they're not happy. It's they're, they're, you know, they're breaking the law. Uh, So, and shame was the last thing, you know, shame for me shows up, you know, I struggled with, um, porn for a huge part of my life. I was introduced to it at a very young age, 10 years old. I read about it in the book. There's a whole chapter dedicated to it, um, which I'm actually coming to believe now. And it might be a hot take, but for a 10 year old to be exposed to porn, I believe does a very similar thing to the brain um, as does molestation. I believe it's an assault and a 10 year old who wasn't didn't know what he was getting into and who discovers porn for the first time before he's ready. It's very much like a molestation. Um, and it does, it rewires our brains and, um, and sure you end up eventually liking it, but that also happens to kids who are abused. Yeah. So uh, it's a very, very uh, hot button topic and tricky thing, but I dealt with a lot of shame over the course of my life for this strange pull that I had to porn when I was in very, um, high stress situations and feeling anxiety that I didn't know that I was feeling. Yeah. And that is the, the shame cycle, but you're not allowed to show the shame cycle. You can't talk about it. You can't tell another man you're experiencing it. There's no space for it. Yeah. So all of this stuff becomes internalized and we don't have an outlet for it, which is yeah. why it's important that we take off our masks. Yeah. Oh man. Oh brother. You, <laughs> Well, I'm, I'll start with that part. I'll start with the, the, the porn part because when you t- when you talked about that part in your book, it really resonated um, because my first exposure was at seven. And Ooh, I'll, even younger! Wow, I'll never forget it. It, it was I'm almost sorry. like it was it was a drug. It was a drug. It was almost yeah. like it was a magazine on the side of the road. I was walking somewhere with my brother's dad, and I was like, you know, you've seen the catalogs and Sears and oh, whatever yeah. those things. That was just oh, just you see more skin. This was like. What, what did I just see? What did I just? And I remember it like it was yesterday. And I remember plotting mm. to figure out how to get that magazine home. Like I was like, I'm gonna find a way to get like, that. Like a drug that needed to fix. Oh, it was, it, and it started really early, and it, it yeah. was not healthy. I think a lot of times. Yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, I did. Now that you say that, my first exposure was actually around seven two because in Los Angeles, where I grew up, mm. they had these magazines on the street corner called LA Express. And they were really magazines that were like female escorts and all kinds of stuff like that. And it was always a uh, almost naked woman on the front. And they were like 25 cent magazines. And I remember about seven being like, what is that? How do I get money so I can get it? Um, but 10 was when I found internet porn. Please, please, yeah. please keep going. No, no, man. So thank you for bringing that up. And I think it's the topic that a lot of our young men don't. Anytime I bring it up, I was at an all boys workshop on uh, two days ago. And I said the word and you just watched the room, like all 300 teenage boys, they were just like, what did he just say? What did he just say? And you just saw the squirming happening. I said, don't worry. That, that, that's for another day. But just so you know, we are going there. Right. And you just saw their like, even just saying the word out loud to them just caused that level yeah. of like, oh, my God, what 
you know, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about that, right? We're not talking about that. But um, hmm. let me talk about the back because that, that I didn't put that on the back, but that's definitely one of my, my stories. So <laughs> here's the back. Worry, fear, and doubt. And, yeah. and, and I think it's really deeply connected. By to the way, you know, those are all the same things. <laughs> <laughs> they're all rooted. They're all rooted. Yeah, they're all rooted in the second one, which is fear. And fear, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. The f- fear of not... Fear, fear of a, I, I think I always have the fear of a lot of things, but and I say, but I keep them back. Only yeah. during these opportunities I get to talk about them, and uh, I think the one I'll talk about is the doubt. You talked about doubt, and I, I I've been working really hard trying to build this nonprofit, you know. And sometimes I'm like, you know, what are you doing? How how are you going to keep this going? You know, and I think, but I'm but I'm committed. I think the the passion part just takes over every I have, every day. I have to recommit. I'm committed to this because yeah. it matters. Because I, because I know do I love it. Because it's not about whether do I love it. It's about how can I make a living. I mean, it's like not different. Like, do my heart want to do it? Yeah. Can my can my can when my your life- service when your service and capitalism come together, it's a, it creates stress. Yes, yeah. because you need it's it's part of life. We have to sustain, and yeah. that's where the self doubt and, and all that fear comes in. Like, am I not enough? If this fails, did I? Am I? Was I not enough to do it? That's right. Like all that stuff, man. Oh, oh man. I feel that so much. Well, man, listen, I listen, I know we have to jump out of here. And I, I first want to just say thank you for making time. Thank you for your patience. And I, I appreciate you for being in this conversation. I appreciate you for using your platform and your voice to help men and boys around the world to see more of themselves, to see themselves as more fully human. Mm. And I thank uh, you, being, man. And, and I, I appreciate you for that. And I th- I'm, thank you for making time for, for being on Taking Off the Mask podcast. And um, will you let oh, folks know? It was my pleasure. Will you let folks know where, where they should like learn about you? I mean, yeah, for those course. who don't know you, but so you can uh, first of all, if you if you're interested and you want to read Man Enough, uh, it's called Man Enough: Undefining My Masculinity. You can get it everywhere, uh, Amazon, all those places. I always love saying support your local bookstore, but it's wherever is easiest for you. Um, and uh, we have the Man Enough podcast, which is basically deeper, longer conversations. Uh, and yes, we have a we have a cool set. Um, but we just actually made us made it smaller because it was too expensive because uh, uh, there's not a lot of money in podcasts. Um, but, well, at least when you're at this level, uh, but I'm trying not to compare myself to, you know, the other ones. Uh, and you can download and listen and subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts. And um, you can follow us at we are man enough uh, online or I'm, uh, I'm at Justin Baldoni. And then let's stay in touch, man. I'd love to find ways to support your work via man enough as well. Thank you. Um, and especially when my middle grade book comes out for these boys. That would be yeah. so great. Well, we're going to get our high school boys. We were going to be talking a lot of topics in the book. And, you know, the, the Million Mask Movement was designed so that men of everywhere can see that there's more to us than what we can see on the outside. So thank Love you for it. being an example of that. And um, I look forward to um, connecting real soon. And let me know how I can support, brother. I'm here to support any way I possibly can. Thank you for doing your work. And thank you for being real and uh, for feeling all those things when we started the podcast. This was a great conversation. I loved it. I enjoyed it, brother. Thank you so much, Justin. All right. Much love, man. Take care. Peace. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. 
And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we hit this one-year anniversary. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.